Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. What's up? What's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. And I'm Jewel, the daughter. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to What, what the, the F is Ladylike. When I was in high school, history was a bunch of memorizing of events, dates. Maybe I didn't have a very good history teacher. Maybe I found it boring. Later in life, I found out how important your history really is. How much of history do you think is really true? I don't know. To me, I feel like it's just a bunch of stories. Passed down, right? If we have 3,000 people who are appointed to be documenting history, one's opinion might be one's opinion, and they write it down. The other might be another version. Very true. Let's take 2020. What I have in my head of 2020 might be much different than the person next door. So true. Very true. This is the first time listening to us. Welcome, welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. Woohoo, history. How did you do in history? I actually did pretty good in history. I always loved history. I loved learning about history. I always did good. And I had good history teachers. My last history teacher before I graduated was probably my best history teacher. Yeah, it was a bunch of memorizing to me. Like, I, you know, I did really well in math. I did really well in other things, but history, I don't know, man. It was like... See, I'm the opposite. I did shit in math. Yeah, I was really good at math. I did not. And just a reminder, we live in a house that has children and a family and a dog. And today, it's raining cats and dogs out there. (laughs) So they're all cooped up in the house today. Welcome to the... Pacific Northwest. Welcome to our life. Welcome. So we do see that we have some new listeners. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about history, like things that I had no clue ever really happened. Or like made history, kind of. Or made history. I didn't just work in the construction industry. I started off in the printing industry, in a published company. I started off very, very kind of low on the totem pole, but eventually got into where, you know, the editorial of the music. I worked in the hymnal department. 
Um, I worked with updated of the literature, right? Now, I got to tell you a story, guys. So when something was changed or updated, right? In a hymnal, you are unable to put like the full version of a song. You have to do a lighted section of a song, right? That means like condensed version of it because you have all of these pages, right? So I would have to send stuff to ISO. I would sit down with the literature department and they told me, well, 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 we got to put a hold on this. And I'm like, well, well, why? And they're like, well, the text is going to be changing. And I was like, what? How could, how could you change the text of the Bible? Like, what, what do you mean? How, how can you change the story? And then I, I got fully educated that what one's version of a story and what another's version of a story might not be correct. And also, if it's in a different language, the translation might have changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when that was the first time that I ever realized that not really like a phone call thing, but more like what words mean and what things mean. And I'm sitting there like, well, in my head, I'm like, whoa, 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 you can't can't change the story of the Bible. Right. Like, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? He and she and all the stuff. And I'm like, you just tell the story, right? Just tell the story. I mean, that's your documented history right there, right? And so that was the first time that I realized in, in a history lesson that um, things could, could change. And I'm like, well, crap. That's something else. That's something else right there. And uh, and then, of course, uh, the, the text and, you know, did change. And during the course that I had worked there, I had worked for Oregon Catholic Press for 10 years um, before going into construction because it was like the type of position that I had was similar of the qualifications of what I did. I was not Catholic. I worked for the Catholic, but I was not Catholic. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And I learned that things can change especially in text and in your history and the meaning by certain things by just changing words, just changing words. So we're going to talk about our little history, little history here. So we're going to do some fun little facts, fun little facts that I had no clue. (laughs) No clue. Jewel, did you know that in the Olympics, that they used to give an award for arts. Did you know that? I, and, I mean, know that. I, I mean, nowadays it's just like sports. I mean, you're using your muscles in your hand when you're creating art, depending on the art, you know. But I think, but like, yeah, it's gonna be a sport. That would have been cool. I'm an artist. Right now, I'm drawing. I'm, I'm going to be able to uh, uh, show it to everybody in a couple of weeks um, because it's going to be a present for somebody. So I can't be like broadcasting that 
online. Yeah, so from 1912 to 1948, the Olympics held competitions for the fine arts. And medals were given for literature, architectural, sculpturing, painting, and music. So, I mean, they did away with that because they were probably like, no, 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 no. I think they should do something like that now because I think there's so many incredible artists and up and coming artists that should be recognized. And I think that would be freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, I was totally into... I was totally into, well, I mean, I had to watch Sean White this year because it was going to be his last year. But if you watch the Olympics and you're, I mean, it's more headed towards the skills of, you know, sports. And I think it's, Athletes. A, I think yeah. it's really a shame that um, the arts are not recognized. You, My father was a photographer. He was an amazing photographer. I don't know. I was never really good at photography. You were, you're, you were, you were really good. As a matter of fact, you have dad's uh, camera. I think I learned my arts as a blend and mixture from my mother and my father because he, my father was a, a photographer, amazing photographer. And my mother was a professional singer and the blend of the culture of both led me to appreciate art yeah way much more i think my love of art definitely a lot came from grandpa grandpa's creative ways with his art was just really cool because like some people would like see a plant and they'd be like whatever walk by he'd be like that's fucking art mm -hmm. and he would take a picture of it and he would see the beauty in nature and all that stuff mm -hmm. and then you know my brother my brother was very creative and artistic and i like he is one of the probably incredible people out there that can do a lot of things like he can do almost like anything he's like kind of like grandpa in that way mm -hmm. where he can pick something up and just do it and he's just incredible especially mm -hmm. within his music his music is definitely art mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What are, what other kind of stories do you got for us today here, Jewel? Um, something that you know, I didn't know. I think you told me this last night, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's fucked up." It was uh, the government? The government literally poisoned alcohol during prohibition. Oh yeah, man. This is this is a story. I mean. Back in the day, back in the day, alcohol was not legal. It was not legal. And the U.S. government, they came down and they're like, nay, 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 you're not going to follow the law. So we're going to take this law into our own hands. So we're going to poison the alcohol that those people get to make this stuff. And it killed a bunch of people during that time. What was it? 10,000? 10,000 people they killed during that time? Yes, yeah, as estimated, the prohibition in 1933, the federal poisoning program is estimated to have killed at least 10,000 people. 10,000 people. And this was actually a poisoning 
program, a poisoning program, peeps. Now, I'm just like, holy shit. Government. Got it. Got it. On a little side note, side note before we go into, let's document this history right now. Jill's sister-in-law brought this to our attention yesterday. The White House's um, Instagram Instagram page only has comments that are in Russian. Yeah, pretty much these. If you go to the last probably twenty plus posts in the White House Instagram, it is all comments like thousands and thousands. And when I'm talking about thousands, it's like there's like forty thousand, thirty thousand, twenty thousand all mounts comments on there versus probably in the beginning of February, there was like only like a thousand, 2000 comments. So something's going on. We don't know what It's just something to pay attention to. And it's definitely something that's odd. I don't know if it's due to Instagram, maybe being going down, going or down. something like that. But that was only in the media awareness this recently within these last few days but this was happening and we went all the way back dated i think in the beginning of february and or not beginning of february, mm-hmm. the beginning of march end of february time and there was all these it was flooding mm-hmm. and so that was something so let's document that let's just pay attention keep that in our back burner mm-hmm. right back burner did you know that a turkey used to be like it was like a god to people now they're now now we eat them all the time see i think we should celebrate our animals more you know Mm -hmm. like we don't celebrate them enough and then some of them go extinct and that's just not okay it's just not okay there's beauty in animal you know in in animals yeah Speaking of gods, did you know the gods did not want people to use a fork? Why would that be? Well, the fork freaked them out. It was like artificial hands. Artificial hands. And a fun little fact, the fork, the first person to use a fork was in Italy for spaghetti true story i like that you know twirling that spaghetti i love me some spaghetti. do you twirl your spaghetti Hell or do yeah. you or do you slurp it up i mean that's I a question t- i twirl like, it let's ask our listeners how do you eat your spaghetti do you do you twirl it and eat it <laughs> i'm just saying if you slurp loudly your spaghetti next to me i'm gonna be like just get away from me but on the note of food I feel like this should be documented in history that doesn't get talked about enough because our government really doesn't care and they only care about money and greed and all that. Guys, people message. This is a message from me to you. Really pay attention on what you're eating and putting inside of your body because the government and the FDA and all these things can pass these things to where you can have all sorts of random pesticides, bugs, plastics be put in your food. And not only those in just horrible chemicals that is very toxic to your body and is later on going to, con- you guys are going to have health issues. I am basically a product of that. I have eaten poorly 
in my past time and whatever and it's i'm it's affecting me now that's what i just believe in and now i'm making changes and health changes and i'm feeling in my head better and i'm trying to it it's crazy the comparison just literally grab a bottle of natural maple syrup and go grab mrs buttersworth and look at the comparison and you're going to be wow you're gonna be shocked that's what i gotta say that needs to be talked about more in our history is the food that we consume and how that's changed and so just pay attention to what you guys eat please okay on that note don't forget to listen to Josh Larson dying on the inside with his little sidekick Rachel. Oh yeah, they're the they're the freaking best, dude. They are the best. They are the best. And don't forget to check out Dylan's Art Glass on Instagram. We'll have the link in the description below. He's doing all sorts of fun things, guys. And also, Flash Town over in Hawaii is just taking off. Go, Jesse. Go, Jesse Spomberg. That's our dude. Yes, yes, yes. Did you know the first president to actually live in the White House? No, I didn't. I don't. Yeah, it was under construction. It was under construction forever. So the first president who ever lived in the White House was John Adams. So while the White House was under construction during Washington's term, he never lived there. Never. Where do you live in? Like a little cottage? It wasn't until John Adams took the office of presidency Hmm. that they can actually like live in the White House. So, one of my favorite condiments that I love to put on french fries is ketchup. Yeah. I can't have it anymore. Maybe if I made it myself and didn't make it as, like, strong, I could have it. But, I mean, I there's some things that you just learn and you knew every day that you just, you know. I, I, I did not know this, and I don't know how it would be, but back in the 1830s, ketchup was used as medicine. Oh, snap. How did, how, what did it do, man? Like, how, how, what did it do? What elm is it? Was it the behind, what, blah, 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 blah. what is it? They said <laughs> back in the day, I said, forget ibuprofen. That's what they used as a pain reliever. Oh, shit. Did they put it into a pill form? Said it was sold to cure indigestion. Holy crap. I, I feel like that's not a true statement. Like, I feel like ketchup is got, a tomato acidy kind of a thing so i think it would it would like i don't know i feel like the like heinz and those brands have like a bunch of hydrogenated oil so those are probably horrible for you but my favorite ketchup guys is the portland bottling ketchup like it's the best ketchup the portland company ketchup isn't that what it's called yeah oh it's the best ketchup guys it's the best I've went nuts at Costco and bought bottles of it. I love ketchup, but now I, I can't. I don't know if I can have it. I don't think I can. Can I? I don't think you can. I, I don't it. think you can. Just so you know, guys, look it up. Maybe ketchup may help your indigestion. <laughs> See if they have ketchup pills. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln was also a licensed bartender? What? Yeah. A bartender? Yeah. Besides being a wrestling champ, 
Lincoln was also a licensed bartender. In 1833, the 16th president opened up a bar called Barry and Lincoln with his friend William F. Barry in New Salem, Illinois. Oh, you know what? I do know this. I do know this because Barry, they had to shut down. Yep. Because it says, yep. because he, he was consumed all he the consumed all that alcohol. Man, I hope he. I hope, I hope he wasn't poisoned. No. Oh my gosh. I hope not. But I mean, guys, that's a problem. If you have an alcohol problem, you probably shouldn't own a place of alcohol, business of alcohol. No. Noted. Noted. Men- mental note. <laughs> oh, don't tell me that. That's fucked. What? The first face on the dollar bill was not George Washington. What was it? What was the first face on the dollar bill? You tell me, Jules. Tell me, tell me, tell me. It says the first face to appear on currency was Salmon P. Chase. Who the fuck is Salmon P. Chase? I've never heard of this person. And I know, I mean, my history's all fucked now. Chase was the Secretary of Treasure at the time and was also the designer of the country's first banknotes. I did not know that. You always say it, it was George Washington. So did that, so did so did George Washington just trump him and be like, oh, "I'm the dollar bill. I'm president, so I win." Yeah, yeah, probably. Damn, whoever has the most power. Well, I've noticed. Did you know that Paul Revere never actually shouted, "The British are coming." The Brits. I fucking believe that because I feel like that's just a saying that people just created. It's false, man. It's false. And I I, I completely remember being taught that. Cars were not invented in the United States. Where was it invented, Joel? It was created in the 19th century when European engineers Carl Benz and Emily Levisier were working on automobile inventions. Benz patented the first automobile in 1886. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. So it was Europe, not... I mean, I feel like, guys, that I always find a lot more stuff that makes me... No offense, I'm in, you know, I'm American, whatever. Woo-hoo. But I find out more and more things that make me not like being American. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm so sorry to some people out there, but we're pretty fucked up people. Our ancestors were fucked up. We literally took credit for so much shit. We're literally living on stolen fucking land. It's fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up. So back to the Catholics. Oh, shit. Yeah. What are you about to tell me? Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you this story. I don't know shit. Pope Gregory the Ninth. You know what he did? No. He declared war on cats. He was like, you know what? Nay, nay, nay on this black cat thing. Do you know why? Why? Because I was evil, man. Just because so, they were cooler than him. So in the in the thirteenth century, he said black cats were instruments of Satan. <laughs> True story, that's what it says. Because of this belief, 
He ordered an extermination of these felines throughout Europe. I feel like that's fucked up. But guess what? That plan fucking backfired on him. Good. Yeah, totally did. Because it increased that population of those rats. Because <laughs> there was no freaking cats to take care of the rats. Yeah. Fucking genius. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about it. If something like that was in history, right? I mean, which I don't know. That was kind of like a far-fetched thing for me to like research. But you got to think about um, all of like the movies, the history of, you know, black cats and, you know, witches and, you know, all of that I feel stuff. Like that's so stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Really is. <clears throat> Guys. So, you know, back to my why, you know. America is not so great. Um, Columbus, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, he discovered America. No, no, he didn't. No, he did not. No. Well, who the heck? I mean, this isn't, this isn't, who the heck, who the heck? What? No. What? You mean I memorized that crap for nothing? Yeah. No, (laughs) this European explorer did not discover America. Columbus was 500 years too late. In fact, it was the Norse explorer Leif Erikson who landed on American shores during the 10th century. Erikson could be considered the first European to actually discover America. That, you know, you know, the way people take credit for things around here, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Well, right here, right here. What does that say, Jill? It says, Betsy Ross didn't design and sew the first American flag. What? That's all, I've always been told that. See, that. see, that's fucked up. So the only proof that they have, that they have documented, is the form of Ross's grandson, William Canby, who claimed, he claimed in 1870, that his gram-gram had the idea. The real creator was more likely to be Francis Hopkins. Whew, man. Wow, this is pretty interesting. A lot of history's disasters were caused by lack of sleep. Well. So start counting those sheep because sleep is so important. So many history's greatest disasters were a result of lack of shut-eye, including Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, the Challenger Explosion, and the Exxon Valdez oil spill, to name a few. So, guys, take care of yourselves. Get some sleep. Put yourself first sometimes. You know, try to prevent national disasters. Did you know Walt Disney didn't draw Mickey Mouse? What the fuck? (laughs) How is that fair? See, again, taking credit. I just dropped that bomb on you just like that, huh? You know, there's probably (laughs) so many of these people that have just taken credit of other people's shit. Well, he had the idea, right? He had the idea of Mickey Mouse and and provided the voice, but but the actual creation... Of the art of Mickey? Yeah, it wasn't him. Ub Irix, 
Erwicks. Erwicks. Yeah. He came up with the the iconic features of Mickey uh, Mouse. Speaking of stealing art, I mean, this is in my history, maybe not in some pe- other people's history, but I just got to say, Coldplay, you guys <laughs> stole Bring Me the Horizons album c- cover art, basically. Same design. Same design. Maybe different color. Same design, though. Same fucking loopy design. Fucked up. But, you know... You guys gotta stop taking credit for other shit and people's shit. Like, let the people who created it shine. They did the hard work. Well, okay, that's making me feel bad because I have to do a drawing of a painting that I was asked of a, you know, I, they're like, here's this painting. But, Can you make a replica of it? And I'm like, well, but I draw. I don't. Right. I don't. I'm not. But like, <laughs> you are not trying to profit more than no. the original. No. Right. So no. there you go. One million dollars for this drawing. One mil. Come on, guys. Just One wait mil. till you see this piece. <laughs> it's a great piece. Yeah. It yeah. was a first for you. Yeah, it was a first for me. It was a first for me. There's always a first. So every time um, somebody asks me to do... Um, to draw something there's always something new well and she doubts herself she doubts herself and she shouldn't she's like i can't do this i can't do and i'm all of us have to be like you got this you fucking got this you fuck you're a great artist you got this so you know it's springtime even though it's like raining outside it's our spring (laughs) it's our spring so we should you know it's going to be saint patty's day this week saint Patty's Day. When you think of St. Patty's Day, before we tell the history of it, when you think of St. Patty's Day, you know, as a kid to now, what would be what you think St. Patty's Day is? Okay. Well, without, for, without. So the first of all, for some reason, it was always told that you have to fucking wear green or you're, you're going to get pinched. It was bad luck to not wear green on St. Patrick's Day. For what the fuck purpose? I don't think that's actually really a f- true fact. I don't think it's bad luck. But if you didn't wear fucking green, you get pinched. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, that was the thing. And then I mean, I'm rocking the the clover, the clover. I'm rocking it today, just so you know, in spirit. But like, I mean, for us as a family, though. The way we kind of celebrate it, but we kind of celebrate little bits here and there throughout March, just as the like, because we do have Irish in our background and our culture. So we love the food. So that's when we, in March, that's when we bring out the Irish culture in our home and we make our corned beef and cabbage and Mm -hmm. all of our good, yummy Irish foods that we love. There's many theories, many stories about St. Patrick. Um, Some people, if you ask, they're like, oh, well, he vanished all the the snakes from Ireland. Well, I'm scratching my head on that one going, really? There were snakes there? I don't think that there were snakes there. I don't don't know, man. I don't know. Climate change? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) Did he really have that kind of power? 
Well, I mean, that's that is a legend. Okay. That's a legend. I, told. I that I don't believe in it because um I don't think that they had uh, all them snakes on there. But um, I am not one to judge. I'm not one to judge whether or not you okay. believe in this. Um, no, I'm not. So actually, let's talk about March 17th. You know, since that's coming up. So about you know over a thousand years. People celebrate in March 17th as St. Patrick's Day, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, typically in Ireland, they um, start St. Patrick's Day off as a religious holiday, right? Yep. In the morning, they go to church because during Lent, at the end, guess what happens at the end of Lent? Guess what? You can have meat now, right? You can have meat. So it's time to celebrate, right? Mm -hmm. So they can be eating that um, Irish bacon, cabbage. The sausage. We're going to get into that and like eat it, man. And we're, But, but we're going to party. We're going to dance. We're going to celebrate that we made it through, mm -hmm. right? But the real history of St. Patrick's Day the day that St. Patrick's died, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of like this, the St. Val Valentine. The Valentine, yeah. yeah. So um, actually, St. Patrick was not born in Ireland. Mm. He wasn't. He was born in Britain. Mm, interesting. The Brits. The Brits. You know what? Love you guys because you listen to us. Love you guys, love you guys, love you guys. A lot of respect for you guys. But back to the story. He was kidnapped. That's fucked up. Yeah. When he was 16. Brought over to Ireland. And he was he was a slave. That's fucked that's fucked up. Yeah. And he escaped. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he escaped. And later on, he came back to Ireland. He brought his Christianity. And that's what was up. Hmm. So he started spreading the word all the way across Ireland. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. So that's the story. So later on, basically... The parades didn't really happen over there. The parades actually started um, over here in New York. Hmm. Yeah, so the first parade in New York was these Irish, um, you know, gentlemen that to honor their, um, where they came from, they picked up a, a, a clove, clover, a shamrock, and well, there's no such thing as really a shamrock. It's like a clove, you know. Right. So um, they put it on their their jackets and per, and walk down through town to go to that bar, that tavern, to go have a beer to celebrate. 
on St. Patrick's Day. That was the first parade. Can, did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so it was here in the United States that, that was the first one. I feel like we end up here in the United States just like drinking to everything. Cheers into everything. We're just going to celebrate everything. Stealing people's holidays. Stealing people's holidays. <laughs> and not even knowing what it's about. Yep. And that's what I really wanted today's show to be about is actually knowing what that story is actually about Mm -hmm. and yeah we brought up saint patrick's day because it's it's you know coming up but knowing the story you know it's okay to second guess stories because you know what one person's interpretation and another's can be totally different right and that's the key point that's the key point. What one person may think of COVID as another person may think of COVID could be two different things. And it could be documented a little bit differently. And it could the stories could be told a little bit differently. But the meaning behind certain things in the end, if you look at the overall picture, is kind of the same, right? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So I want to hear about your guys' stories. Little, um, share with us any any interesting um, history that you think that, you know, people don't know about. You know, because, hey, I did not have a very good teacher. I was pretty bored in history. It was a bunch of, you know, memorizing for me. History is always something that um, I'm like, huh? Huh? I learn something every day. Yeah, I'm more fond these days of like crime history for some reason. Oh snap! Like <clears throat> what's happened, like crime wise, like history for some reason. Like yeah, I love to. I don't know why, but like it just fa- it just fascinates me to learn about the minds of criminals. I guess. Yeah, and at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I'm always fascinated about like the minds of. Like an artist, like let's take, for example, Andy Warhol. I always am like, huh. What, you know? what kind of perspective, like in yeah. his head, and, kind of? And one person may go, well, he was just fucking crazy. But another person could, you know, think. He was fucking brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all in how people want to, A, judge somebody. Mm-hmm. B, how somebody's going to be looking at that story you know perspective perspective and in our next show we are going to be talking about you know we're going to ask each other questions but in the same time um perspective is all like in your mind what you what how you're going to perceive something right So what Joel's questions and answers are going to be, what my questions and answers are going to be, might be different. Right? Yeah. Right. So be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Remember that history of St. Patrick's Day. Right, right? Yes, yes. So until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Joel. Peace. Peace.
What the F is Ladylike is produced by us. Our theme song is by Comeback Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.